Hi, everyone. Welcome. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to Medically Speaking in the Morning and our Friday edition. And our Friday edition show, we like to say, is sponsored by Spirit of Women. Our Spirit of Women um, is an incredible group that we have signed up with um, quite a while ago, now going on our fourth year. And it's a national organization that provides us the opportunity to get um, healthy information out to our greater Waterbury community. And now we're regionalizing our Spirit of Women program. We had a great meeting last night with our sister hospital, St. Francis, in Hartford, and we're going to be doing Spirit of Women events out there, too. So Spirit of Women is regionalizing. And then in the fall, we will actually be out in Springfield, our other sister hospital, Mercy. So we're very excited that Waterbury was the kickoff for that. You guys are the old timers out here. Um, we will talk a little bit. We're not old. We're not old, right, Sandy? No. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the programs that we have coming up um, for for Spirit of Women at the end of the month and moving forward. But right now, our program today, um, because it is February, and I know Sandy McAlizzi has already been here, but Sandy and I are taking a different approach today. Tom kind of grabbed my thunder the other day, so it's okay. Um, we are going to switch gears a little bit. We are definitely talking about heart because it is heart month. The, all the programs this month will be dedicated to heart month. Sandy and I are going to kick it off this morning, but we're going to talk a little bit about stroke awareness because those of you that know me, it's near and dear to my heart because my husband suffered a stroke 11 and a half years ago and is doing incredible, but had a major stroke. So I just think stroke is one of those things for me starting heart month off. Very incredibly important to discuss, talk about the signs and symptoms. And Sandy will be at a program today at the Southbury Library. So we thought today would be a great time to um, talk about stroke awareness. And then next Next week, this coming week, actually, uh, Valentine's Day, I will be on the radio with Dr. Anita Kelsey, who is a cardiologist in um, at St. Francis Hospital. She will be joining me, I think maybe live in the studio or calling in. I'm meeting with her today to talk about women's heart health. And at the end of the month, on the 28th, we'll have with us Dr. Um, Falak Shaw, who is a brand new interventional cardiologist with us um, at St. Mary's Hospital and the Franklin Medical Group. So we let have a lot of great things happening for Heart Month. And Sandy, Michalizzi, APRN extraordinaire. Oh, gosh. As I always say, because you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to be with us again today and um, focusing on something to me that is really, really important, which is stroke awareness. And I think, you know, sometimes we take stroke and heart and we separate them a bit because one is really brain and, you know, one is, is really heart. So can you help guide us through that first? Maybe talk about wow. what, what the connection is. Well, I, th I think as Robin shared with us about her wonderful husband Richard, who is certainly a sweetheart, and it is Heart Month, so I'm sure she'll take good care of <laughs> he that. You better gentleman be listening to Valentine's Day, <laughs> but you know we we know that heart is 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 um the heart is muscle, and we know time is of the essence, and the same token with stroke. Um, I brought in bookmarks today that I use a lot in the community. As those of you that know, I cover the greater Waterbury area, speaking to various groups. Um, and as Rob said today, I'll be at the Southbury Library with one of our nurses doing a stroke awareness program. Um, and, and how important it is because stroke affects your brain. And it, time is, again, of the essence. Both city hospitals have heart teams and stroke teams. And it's important you get there as quick as you can. And, you know, symptomology of stroke it is very, like, um, vague. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example. I mentioned it the other day when I was on the radio with Tom. I had a lady in church who woke up one morning and she felt a little pinch in her fingers. Now I got pins in my fingers right now too, but I have carpal tunnel going on, and, I've, and that Are I Are you sure? You said you self-diagnosed that. I, well, I know, but <laughs> I guess I'm going to call you out. I've on been that in the bit, business Sandy. a long time. Yeah, I'm going to call her out a bit on that. But she also had some tingling in in her cheek, and she ignored it. She had to have some diagnostic work done for some major surgery she has to have done, and it went away. The next day, she woke up with the same thing, and she called me. She was upset, because, and she said, what do I do? I said, you go to the, ne- the, the neatest, the closest, nearest emergency room now. Mm. I said, and indeed, she had a stroke. Now, she did not have a permanent deficit. She, was, she could not be given the life-saving, we call it the clot buster, mm. because her symptoms had started the day before. However, they were able to, to act that at that point mm. she had stopped her aspirin because she had had was going to have a diagnostic test and they told her to stop the aspirin and we know that f- for many people the blood thinners are what are helping to prevent strokes it's scary sam yeah. because you know you say that to me that's exactly what happened to rich mm-hmm. he um had an episode of afib in 2015, mm-hmm. they um, he was able to cardio over on his own, where that means getting his heart back into rhythm. Right. Um, but he was at the hospital. They had him on heparin, had him on the blood thinner while he was in the hospital. When they discharged him, you know, they discharged him on a, me- on a medication called Sotalol to keep his heart in rhythm. He had multiple tests. They couldn't find out the reason behind his AFib. Mm-hmm. So they put him on a daily aspirin. Little less than a year later, he had a huge kidney stone. Um, which he got admitted to um, at the hospital, and they needed to do a procedure on him. So in order to do the procedure, they had to take him off his daily aspirin. He went home, and the pain was so great they readmitted him, but then being off that daily aspirin and the stress, we think, Mm -hmm. the stress and the pain of the stone, he went into another AFib and shot a massive clot, and I mean, his stroke was massive. They told me he was going to be brain dead. I mean, it's just scary. I mean, he was 46. That's right. You know, and this is a healthy guy who didn't smoke, didn't really drink. You know, I'm going to say he had a daily wine, but, you know, he exercised routinely, went to the gym, did the spinning class. You know, that's it's scary. And and AFib is scary. And hypertension, which is another thing I go out and about in the great area in the senior centers Mm -hmm. of all Cheshire, Southbury, Woodbury, Watertown, wherever, and do screenings. And people say, oh, you know, my blood pressure. Do you know what your numbers are? Oh, no, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Well, yeah, doctor says it's good. Well, what's good? You need to know the numbers. Right. And hypertension is a cause of, of but AFib. And we are a country who's living longer. It's going. We have an epidemic of diabetes. We got to have an epic of AFib. Right. Because we are living longer. And there's many causes of AFib. Could be hypertension. Can be genetic. And, and that very important fact that I mentioned to Robin yesterday, that people who have a family history of AFib, I say to people, when's the last time you had an EKG? Oh, I don't know, when I had my gallbladder out 40 years ago. <laughs> if you have a family history of AFib, your, your primary care physician needs to know that. Right. 
to know that they're to be on the, on the little horizon, little red light, that when's the last time you had an EKG? Or to know the symptoms of AFib. And that's, you know, some people have palpitations now and then. They think it's nothing. They probably thought they ate too much pizza or something. You know, they got this funny feeling. So it's very important for people to recognize and know that AFib is serious stuff. You know, it's funny because, you know, and I know I keep going back to him, but I think an actual case may help the audience Mm-hmm. kind of relate to someone, you know, and I, and I really want to reach that level of our community out there, just our experience, and hopefully, you know, it'll teach someone else something, but he really didn't have a symptom other than I noticed in him a few months prior that he was extremely tired mm-hmm. at night. Now, this is a guy that was working more than 60 hours a week. His job was incredibly stressful, but he was really tired. He would fall asleep when he came home while I cooked dinner, you know, like 6.30. He'd be like sound asleep and then I'm like, babe, he, he, you know, he, he would wake up, of course, and but he was tired. He was really tired. And I think that goes back to what I talk about in, in the world of, of the heart, heart mm-hmm. and, and strokes. We all have our aches and our pains, but something's different. Right. You know, is it the fatigue? Is it, you know, geez, all of a sudden I'm kind of short of breath. Mm-hmm. I'm never short of breath. You know, I always carry two bags of groceries up the stairs. You know, I can't go down the cellar stairs and come back up and not be short of breath. Mm-hmm. Something should ring and balance. Say, okay, you know what? Am I due for a wellness checkup? Right. People ignore the wellness exams. They think, well, you know, I got I to gotta pick up the grandchildren. You know, I got something to do. When I'm sick, I go to the doctor. The wellness exam, so important. And again, asking Absolutely. possibly for an EKG or to tell your, your, this is a different feeling than I've ever had as far as the fatigue, um, the shortness of breath. Just your get up and go is not there. And a lot of women with heart disease, that's one of the symptoms they feel like. It's, we all tired. My favorite saying is Absolutely. working women need a wife. <laughs> but you're, you're really your get up and go is gone. Th- that's a symptom for you to pay attention. Something's really different. And many cardiac patients will say the same thing. Right. This was a weird, this was a weird pain. This is a weird sensation. I just didn't feel right. Listen to your body. And it's so bad because I don't think that we do that. I don't think that we we're like we push it off you know even like with everything going on with the flu oh it's really just a head cold now i think we've got everybody crazed right. I, I better go get yeah. checked well i want people to think the same way with their heart really pay attention right. you know rich's ultimate symptom the day he actually was in a fib he had come back from the gym and he was at work and he called me he said you know i had to stop my workout he said i just i can't seem to catch my breath he said i just I just don't feel right. So, you know, we made an appointment that day. I said, Rich, come on. He says, well, I'll, I'll go today. I said, yeah, go now. He ended up, he goes, well, I got a few meetings. I need to go at 3 o'clock. Well, he went at 3 o'clock, and at that time, Heather Platt, who is an APRN for us now at our Cheshire location, called me. She goes, Robin, Rich is an AFib. And we had to get him right to the hospital. You know, and it was scary. And then for him to have a stroke, even though we knew that, you know, I wish that he had been on blood thinners. I wish that we... I, I wish a lot of things. Well, I wish a lot of things, well, but I can't go back. I can only look no, forward, and, and I'm hoping and, I right. educate someone with right. this. And, and the woman I spoke of, who's much older than Rich, um, I said to her, now she has to meet with the surgeon, her cardiologist, her primary care physician. I said to her, your primary care physician has to be your advocate. Absolutely. They have to, un- to understand when you talk that they, the surgeon and their PCP need to talk together Absolutely. to have a plan. Mm-hmm. 
for you now when you have to stop because she has to have surgery but they need to be monitoring that maybe putting her on heparin absolutely to have a plan a collaborative plan and this is why it's important that our patients because we're a multi-doctor system today right we have wonderful computer systems but you need to be your own advocate to say, okay, listen, I have AFib, or I have hypertension. Do I need to take my meds before I have this procedure? Right. Do I stop? What do I stop? What are That's you going to so do important. in between? Um, but, you know, I know we also want to talk about the general stroke Yeah, symptoms. let's talk about the signs well, and symptoms. i got symptom. one question. Yeah. We used to think of stroke as like an old people's disease. <laughs> cause you're, and it seems like more and more young people are, are having strokes. And why is this? My son's girlfriend had a stroke at 37. I mean, <laughs> what's going on? I know yeah. you're not a doctor, so. No, but, but you know. I we're mean, better than doctors. <laughs> we're well, APRNs. No, we love our doctors. We love our doctors. And, you know, <laughs> I, a lot of, you know, stress, was it genetic? Many people may have some um, hereditary malformations in, in, their, in their brain. Um, that they may have a, a clot kick out. It's called mm. an AVM. It's a fancy word, but it's a malformation in the brain that, that can cause a young person to have a stroke. I think we live in stressful times. People take certain meds that can precipitate things. So, again, knowing the symptoms. Mm. And, you know, yes, I mean, diabetes used to be an old person's disease. We have young people age eight yeah. years old with diabetes today. So, we need to be educated across the age continuum that these things can happen. Absolutely. Well, you know, we got to take a break. Oh, okay, Johnny. Wow, we're so, already so, sorry to interrupt we're already you there, flying but, away. But I, I just see this as as almost a, a crisis with young people having strokes. And it's like, what's going on? Yeah, definitely. So, There's a lot out there. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. We want to welcome you back to Medically Speaking. Medically Speaking in the morning, sponsored by uh, St. Mary's Hospital's Spirit of Women. And we are so happy to have with us today Sandy Michelizzi, APRN. No, we're not better than doctors, but we're... We are doctors' helpers. We, we are, are doctors' ears and we eyes. We are part of the collaborative. T- we are part of the collaborative member team, right? To um, definitely help assist because we, you need all these eyes and ears out in the right. community right. to help us identify well, our, our mid-level patients. practitioners, our PAs, Absolutely. and our APRNs. We have a caller stand, so before we get into it, we will grab it. Okay. Hi, thank you for. Call- Hi, thank you for. Call- oh. Did they oh, hang up? I, I think I lost them. You disconnected them, Johnny? Oh, please call us back. We apologize. Johnny. Here oh, here he is. He called back. Poor thing. Right, he's on. Hi. Welcome back. It's Robin from St. Mary's. How can we help you? Yeah, I was just wondering. There's a, a test here, and I don't know much about it, but I don't know if it ties in with stroke. Aortic aneurysm screaming? Screaming? Is that... Aortic aneurysm screening. Did you get a flyer or? Actually, that's in one of the services covered booklet I have here, and I've never had that. I don't know what it's about. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, the screening tests that are that are done, you will sometimes find something um, on a scan. That is something that you're not even looking for. And sometimes they will see an aortic aneurysm and they tend to follow those. And I think they measure them, but I don't want to misspeak, but they measure them and look at them um, for a certain size. People live with these aortic aneurysms for a long time, but when they get to a certain size, they get worrisome. If you have a strong family history or um, have had issues in the past, that's someone that would be screened. But I would definitely talk to your primary care physician about it. We got another call. Does that help? 
Oh, we lost him. We Johnny, have we have another call, oh, we lost too. him. Okay. Hi, this is Robin. How can we help you? Hello, Robin. Um, I was wondering at what point after your husband got into the ER with his AFib, did he have the stroke? At what point was the stroke? So um, we got him to the hospital, and that was the year before his stroke when we identified the AFib. And oh. so we he cardioverted, as we said, we got his, his heart went back into rhythm on his own and they kept him in the hospital a day to monitor him on heparin. And then they discharged him with some medication, one being a medication to help regulate his heart rate. And then he had all the testing. Um, and within six months, they took him off the medicine and we had him on a daily aspirin, which seemed to work. Um, but then he developed a kidney stone and we had to take him off the aspirin so we could safely do a procedure on him. And unfortunately, um, we believe that um, during the process um, with the pain between the pain of the stone and things that we really haven't been able to put our finger on, he was actually at the hospital when he had his stroke um, and it wasn't, you know, we believe he went into another AFib at that point. So he was at the hospital having his kidney surgery? And yeah, he hadn't had the surgery yet. We were we had him on pain medication, and he had wow. got up to go to the bathroom, um, and he had the stroke in the bathroom. Oh, I see. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, unfortunately, those things do happen. I mean, I can think back to things and other signs, but he's, you know, he's a miracle because he, you know, he did, they TPA'd him and pretty much saved his life. And um, it's been a long road, but he's amazing. So, you know, but I, I like to educate people out there just to take these things seriously. And Sandy's going to give us some signs and symptoms of stroke right now so that we have them for everyone. Thank you very much, Robin. You're welcome. You got, you got a bunch of calls here. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want Sandy to quickly give out the signs and symptoms, and then no. we'll take some more callers. It's very important for us all to be very aware of, and, and FAST is, is really the easy way to remember how to recognize a stroke and what to do. So you want to spot a stroke FAST. We talked about time is of the essence. Face drooping, some arm weakness. So you got your F, your face, A, your arm, S is your speech difficulty, mm. and time. Time is the essence to call 911. So if suddenly you have sudden numbness or weakness of your face, some confusion, little disorientation, trouble seeing in one or both eyes, trouble walking, balance is off, just kind of dizzy, you know, you're, and a sudden severe headache with no known cause. Do not waste time. Dial 911. Time is of the essence. Time is brain. Get to the hospital. Absolutely. So we have another caller. I never have a busy call. <laughs> Hi, Hello? this is Robin. Hi. Uh, am I on? You are on. Oh, okay. Welcome. I keep using the word AFib. Maybe this is, I, I don't understand the meaning of AFib. Okay, great. Thank you for that. We will clarify that. Sandy will address okay. that right now. Okay. AFib is an erratic heart rate. You know, we when you think about our heart, you want a nice smooth beat up and down, up and down, up and down. So the heart's working like a nice pump. And when you have AFib, it's like going and the heart's like trying to do those fast contractions. And unfortunately sometimes with those fast contractions, irregular contractions, not that nice smooth beat, a clot gets kicked out from the heart. And so that's why it's important for to have EKGs now and then, to know some symptoms of AFib, and, and, and that fast, fast heart rate some people do feel. So it's an abnormal, very erratic heart rate. Does that help? 
I think she hung up. Oh. One more caller. Okay, we can grab this call. Hi, how can we help you? Hello? That sounds like a fib in the background. <laughs> Hello? They must be in a bad area. They must be in a bad spot. Please call back. We're, we're here for another five anyway. Four, so another four. another four. Johnny's giving me four. So, you know, Cindy, that was a great question, though, because I, I can tell you what it felt like for Rich. Mm-hmm. It felt like he couldn't catch his breath it felt like it he just something in his chest didn't feel right Right. and you know the atrium which is the top part of our heart the way it was explained to me it's pumping erratically and then the ventricles where the lower portion of your heart start fluttering Fluttering, right right Right. and then that's when clots can shoot out right and a lot of times we're in and out of afib there's times where you could be in and out of afib you don't even know it right right and that's okay and that's okay the body takes care of it right but when you have a continuous run of it right um I've had someone who had just kind of a pain in the middle of their, not in their chest, but like, you know, like basically almost their armpit for that word, and and was short of breath. Right. And that was AFib. So again, I think the biggest point we can make, something's really different. This is a different kind of symptom that I'm having wellness exam so important I, I talk about it all the time right. in the community because people ignore them um, you know if you have a cardiac history if you have a family member with AFib you had a family member with a stroke again do you know your blood pressure talk to your primary care physician you are very you the patient are a very important part you're the key part of the healthcare team absolutely. working with your doctor absolutely now you're going to be out today at the Southbury Library why don't you talk a little bit about that right. yeah we're going to be out at the Southbury Library we're doing stroke awareness again it's heart month um again how important for people to know those symptoms mm-hmm. and 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 to know that just local hospitals have stroke teams and the, and they you you you're, you're called right in because time is brain. Absolutely. So if you're in the Southbury area this afternoon, it's by at one o'clock. It's at one o'clock South at Berry the Library. Library, which is right off of Main Street. And those that know me know that I am out and about giving free <laughs> education streets. in the streets. Certainly can call me for any heart related, diabetes, um, geriatric uh, presentations um, as a free service at both hospitals. And my number is 203 575 5573. And we actually armed Sandy with some information from Spirit of women they have really great handouts that they give us um that we can print and customize and we gave to sandy regarding heart disease um so sandy has some stuff from us i want to make sure that i plug our program that we're going to have in two weeks which is going to be at the Wyndham in southbury um the Wyndham, which is right off of exit 16 that we are going to be having a show a program on orthopedics we will get you on the move and we have with us dr eric carlson who is an orthopedic physician with active orthopedics and also Dr. Michelle Mariani who a lot of you have seen at our programs before also orthopedic surgeon with Waterbury Orthopedics they're going to do a dual program for us um, on upper extent extremities so your shoulder your hand as well as hip and knees and talk about those common aches and pains that happen um, as we get older but we still want to stay on the move so that will be out in the Wyndham at Southbury um, at 530 on the 22nd of February so if you'd like to register for that please go on our website stmh.org click on spirit of women and we can assist you with getting you set up for that and if you're not part of our spirit of women network please go on spirit of women which is on our website and um, register for all of our programs we have our big program may 9th out at the aqua turf which we're going to do a live broadcast
podcast from again, right, Johnny? Absolutely, on May 9th at the AquaTurf. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. It was an incredible program, Sandy. We're going to have to bring you back and talk a little bit more about stroke. Obviously, we hit a hot button in the community. I will be back Wednesday evening with Dr. Anita Kelsey, cardiologist from St. Francis Hospital. Please join us, um, and we welcome your calls. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital and Trinity Health of New England. Have a wonderful, wonderful, safe, and healthy weekend. Have a great one. Thank you.